Welcome to the Why on Earth Community Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron William Perry. And today we're visiting with the co-founder of Ecoversity, Stephen Brooks. Hey, Stephen. Hey there. How's it going? Great. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good. Well today. Good to hear, man. Stephen Brooks has been living for the past 25 years in Costa Rica and is a world leader in creating thriving ecological communities promoting permaculture practices and fostering sustainable food production models. He is the co-founder of Ecoversity and the Punta Mona Center for Regenerative Design and Botanical Studies. In 2006, Stephen co-founded and developed La Ecovilla, a 45-home community in San Mateo, Costa Rica. His most recent addition is Alegria Village, which neighbors La Ecovilla. Stephen has been featured globally in Forbes and on TV shows for Discovery, ABC, and more recently, Zach Efron's Down to Earth on Netflix. So, uh, Stephen, it's great to connect with you today, and I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to not only be able to share with our audience a bit about permaculture and what you're doing, but also have a very special uh, discount for your upcoming uh, uh, permaculture de design certification course. So uh, with all that, let's dive right in. And uh, let me just ask you, you know, a very open general question. What the heck is permaculture and why does it matter? Mm, great question. Yeah, so permaculture, it comes from two words, permanent and culture. And uh, it, was it was coined by a guy named Bill Mollison and his student David Holmgren in the 70s. And basically, they were they, they lived in Tasmania, Australia, and they were watching their reality be designed around them in just the most unintentional and inefficient way, especially just think, you know, with long term thinking. And uh, and so they wrote this book called Permaculture One, which is basically uh, a it's an ecological design philosophy. It's almost just like a cerebral reset on what's important and, and, and how we design things. So the way that I personally define permaculture is how can we meet our goals and use less energy? And uh, it's like, duh. Um, often when I talk about permaculture and, we, and, I, and I talk about the different realities in permaculture, I just want to say, duh. You know, that's, so yeah, that's a funny theme because uh, one of our other uh, guests, Brooke Levan, who founded uh, Sustainable Settings, it does a lot with permaculture and biodynamics, says, Duh, a lot as well. So there seems to be a, a thread of commonality running through some of the um, folks working in these systems and, and educating in these systems. Yeah, I mean, common sense just isn't so common anymore. You know, Bill Mollison used to say, he says, as the world's problems become increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. Uh. And it's just like, it's so unbelievable. It's like, duh, like we want to eat food without neurotoxic chemicals in it, duh. We want to drink water without chlorine in it, duh. We want to live in buildings that are on off-gassing cancerous gases. It's just like, it's unbelievable, the reality that we're, that we're in right now. And, and, uh, and it just seems so incredibly foolish. And, and, and you know, it's, it's so easy to feel like we can't do anything about it. It's so easy to feel really small. 
So I, I want to break down my definition a little bit. When I say meet our goals and use less energy, what do I even mean? And, and, you know, what are our goals anyway? Like, do we all have the same goals? And in many cases we do, you know, we want to play more than we work. We want to feel safety, you know, and security. We want to feel loved. We want to eat well. Uh, we want to be somewhere beautiful. You know, it's like, duh, all of those things we all want. And so how can we meet them and use less energy? And what do I mean by energy? Like what kind of energy do we have anyway? You know, so it's like individually we have physical energy, you know, and if I'm like to run down to the hill there and back, I'm going to be tired and out of physical energy or mental energy. Like if I have to do my taxes or answer a lot of emails at the end of the day, I'm tired. You know, I only have so much. And then we have our financial energy, you know, and these three energies are physical, our mental and our financial energy in many ways subconsciously guide us. And then the fourth energy that comes to mind for me is, is the planet's energy. And how can we, how can we navigate while use it being more efficient with especially non-renewable resources? And uh, a lot of times with permaculture, I think of like, it's like this incredible crossway roads between efficiency and intention. You know, it's like, it feels like the whole world is just getting piecemealed together without a plan, without some macro design in in creating this, this place, you know, and, and without thinking of the future and without thinking of like what we're doing and what, what effect it's going to have long-term, you know, we're just like, let's make a quick buck and move to the suburbs. You know, it's like, so permaculture really, really, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a pause on everything we're doing, hitting the negative sign in the Google map of our life. And it's like, wait a minute, what is going on around us and, and how am I spending my days and, and what am I doing? And, uh, and so permaculture is a, a toolbox in helping to create this redesign. Yeah. I love it. You know, I brought my uh, old uh, Bible, the permaculture mm -hmm. designer's manual, Bill Mollison wrote many decades ago. And when I took my uh, PDC some 20 years ago, at uh, Hummingbird Ranch in New Mexico with Scott Pittman, who worked closely with Bill for a number of years. I was struck that uh, much of the, the discipline is oriented around how we work with a landscape, the physical attributes, the food production attributes, and so on. And then there's also this sort of invisible structures aspect of the way Bill uh, languages all of this, speaking more to the, the financial, the social, the organizational uh, aspects of this work that we're doing. And, and so that we don't uh, necessarily uh, lose, I think, a pretty important point for our audience who might be new to permaculture. Can you talk with us just a bit about what happens on the physical side when we're working in a permaculture system? And perhaps uh, you can speak a bit about what specifically you've been doing there in Costa Rica all these years. Mm, great. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because these two things are happening simultaneously. It's like you're creating the physical backdrop while you need to obviously really create the community structure and the governance and the decision-making processes and the financial reality and the, you know, macro socioeconomic impact that whatever you're going to do is going to have and, and being intentional around it. Um, for me, I've been doing a lot of, uh, both, but a lot of the physical side. And personally, I'm absolutely, I'm an ethnobotanist. So I'm obsessed with agricultural, perennial agricultural systems. I'm obsessed with tropical fruit trees. And, uh, and so I, I've been, you know, it, I've co-founded several eco villages and basically 
we like we would buy the land and put in infrastructure that's efficient as possible, ecologically efficient. So, you know, in, in with the place where I live now in Equalia, the, the roads are made from recycled plastic grates and the, the septic goes into a giant methane digester. And instead of having a big golf court, a big golf course, which is like completely consuming tons of pesticides and lots of energy, we have like, you know, the roads are lined with fruit trees and we have huge gardens. And every Saturday, every neighbor gets a big box of, of food, of greens and, 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 and veggies and fruits. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's super abundant. And what's so interesting is often people will hire great photographers to show their work. I just love to go to Google earth and say like, look at the cattle pastures all around us and look at our community, you know, right. That's just merged with the food forest. And, and, and how can we, um, how can we merge where we live with what we eat? And, you know, we often think of like development as this negative thing, like say there's some pretty area down the road and you're like, Oh no, it's going to get, the developers are coming. It's going to get developed. But imagine as if something's going to be developed means it's actually going to be, you know, ridiculously cared for like the watershed and the, the biological corridors and um, the social impact with the surrounding neighborhoods are, you know, really taken into account. If this was actually what developers did, you'd be like, Oh Yes thank God that this land is about to be developed to be, it's about to be regenerated and radically improved. You know, and it's just so weird that we live all stacked up and then our food comes from somewhere totally separate. Like I think this idea of merging, you know, food systems with, with where we live is just the time has come. Like how did we set it up any way different? Yeah. You know, one of the, the big, big, big picture goals we talk about at the Y and earth community is permaculturing our suburban and urban landscapes in particular, uh, because in a sense, we already have so much built-in infrastructure sort of ready to go, plug and play, so to speak. And it's so exciting to me, having learned a bit about what you guys are doing at Ecoversity, uh, utilizing you know global communication technologies and platforms to help inspire and educate folks all over the place. And I was hoping you could tell us just a bit about Ecoversity, what is it? How did you get it started? And uh, how can folks, you know, plug in and participate in what you guys are offering? Yeah, so, you know, I, I've been teaching permaculture since 2001. And it was always so important to, to that it's, it's my biggest drive is to teach, is I love teaching permaculture. I just think it's such an incredible toolkit for the global redesign. And, uh, and so I, uh, I, oh, I, of course, I wanted to reach more people. I wanted to teach more courses, but I was always very much against doing it online. Like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's such a great, you know, business. You should be teaching it online. I was kind of like, no, 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 let people come to the farm. And um, I've, I've been wanting to, you know, Ecoversity was a vision that came up 15 years ago. We wanted to kind of, you know, because a lot of the places where, where you learn these most important things, they're usually these underfunded hippie farms, you know, I even like hummingbird, you know, it's like you look at these places that are are doing this such important work and they're often, you know, just like totally alternative where it felt like, wow, this really needs to just how can we get more professional and how can we get more formal in in these systems? And uh, at the time, I was uh, I also am, I founded a big festival down here in Costa Rica called the Envision Festival. And a friend of my dear friend of mine, Alexa, was working in um, 
in the, she was, she actually took the PDC. I, I actually met her 20, 15 years ago. And then she was, she took the PDC and put the permaculture course in Punta Mona. And then she, we brought her on and she became the marketing director of Envision. And during that time, her and I, 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 you know, I was just always telling her, I was like, yeah, I really want to, you know, take this to the next level and take this to the next level. And then finally the, um, after Envision 2020, we both kind of felt like we were ready to move away from that. And then, uh, yeah, and, and Ecoversity was born. And then the pandemic hit. So it was like, first, we were going to do this thing called Semester for Change, which was going to be on site at Punta Mona. And then we decided to do, do it online, the, do the course online. And um, at the same time, I was on that show with Zach Efron, which totally just exploded it. And we had like 225 people from 30 countries in that first course. And then right after that, um, with my girlfriend, we did another course called Embody Your Purpose, which was, which was also incredible. It's like, you know, redesigning your life inside and out where merging permaculture with, you know, with ritual and, and with, you know, just like, how can we help people to connect with what actually is driving them? And, you know, and we have a ton of more classes that we're working on right now. We're, we're, we're about to come out with a six month herbal certification with Rosemary Gladstar who's like the godmother of modern herbalism. And we really want to make this type of education available. And the, one of the greatest things that we're doing is for every 10 students that signs up, we um, scholarship, we do a, a BIPOC scholarship and we really want to make this, this, you know, really achievable for anyone to take a class like this. You know, we work in payments and we've been very extremely flexible and, and, you know, I have to say that I never would have imagined, you know, a permaculture course or even the embody your purpose, which is like such an intimate setting, how incredibly connected, you know, it's like in the permaculture course, there was 200 people yet somebody would speak. And I've, I, not only did I know them, but I know where they're from and I knew which project they were working on. And I, you know, I never would have thought the intimacy would be possible through a, through a, a zoom room with so many people in it yet, you know, it's like, we start talking about a topic and you have people from Iran and you have people from Peru and you have people from Austria and you have people from New Zealand and you have people from England and you have people from Costa Rica and from Mexico and from all over the U S and Canada. It was like, it was just unbelievable. The, and then the, and then, you know, with the PDC, everybody does their group projects and all the group projects, like just the connections are just incredible. And now like, already seeing like somebody just wrote me today that they're on their way to California to go work on their, their group's project, like on, on, on the land, you know? And I, I think another thing that I found with the online PDC was, you know, where the people that would come and take a two week course at Punta Mona was a certain demographic, but the person that would take the six month was the one that was too busy to go for two weeks and stay somewhere because they're, they're starting their projects. I felt like a lot, a lot more of the people that were in the online program we're like actually on the ground already starting. And so now we have like these seeded projects happening all around the world that it feels like we've been in an, uh, a really integral part of, and it just feels so, it feels so incredible. And, uh, and yeah, I teach with Penny Livingston, who's been a mentor and a great, you know, great friend. And, and, and we taught together a few times in Punta Mona over the last you know 20 years. And then, having this, you know, opportunity. And then we have the most amazing guests, you know, David Holmgren, the co-founder of Permaculture comes on with his wife, Sue, and they actually, uh, they actually walk around their homestead and show us, she gives us a tour of their kitchen. You know, it's like, it's really, 
it's really been an opportunity. Starhawk and Rosemary Gladstar comes on the PDC to talk about self-care. And it's, it's really, it's really an exciting class. And it's an hour and a half twice a week. And at the end of the hour and a half, we do this thing called happy half hour, which is just kind of like an open forum. We sometimes we'll have themes and sometimes it's just, we'll have guests, but mostly it's just time to connect, you know, and then we go into breakout rooms and people really share and go deep. And for a lot of people, I'd say the majority of the people that are in these classes, they feel so alone because they feel like they're the only ones in, in their communities that are thinking this way. And then all of a sudden they're in a zoom with 200 people that are exactly like them. And it's really, it's really like coming home. Oh, it's so beautiful to hear. And it sounds so, so empowering and connecting. And uh, I just want to be sure to mention that to our uh, why on earth community audience, if you'd like to take the upcoming permaculture certification course, you can get a 5% discount on your tuition using the special link that we're going to include in the show notes or using the code why on earth at ecoversity.org. And uh, we've actually got until November 15 uh, here, 2021 for you to get the early bird pricing and then take the 5% discount in addition to that. And then if you don't uh, sign up by November 15, uh, the regular enrollment period will go from the 16th through December 7th, uh, at which point the, the course basically kicks off. And um, yeah, it's so exciting, you know, to hear, Stephen, about not only the way you're connecting people all around the world during the course, but that people are staying in touch with each other and really helping each other out with different ideas after the course is finished. And the, the other thing that, I, that we didn't mention is that we do a graduation at the end. We did it for Embody Your Purpose and for the permaculture course. And we, we basically brought, you know, this last one we had, I don't know, 75 people from the course came down. And it's really an opportunity to do hands-on, but also to just to like sit in circle and hold hands, you know? And it's, it's, it was really magical. And the connections and the love and, the, and, the, and just the growth that, that, that goes down is just so inspiring. It's amazing. Yeah. I want to ask you sort of a big picture question, Stephen, with all this work you're doing on the ground and as an educator, what is the, the big vision that you're holding for us and for our world? Uh, yeah. So currently I am working with my girlfriend, Andrea, on a project called Eterna, which is, you know, so it's like we, I, we've been involved in all of these different aspects, you know, whether it's education or reforestation or agriculture um, or community development or envision the event space. And it's like, it feels like also separate, but how can we bring all of this together? You know? And uh, so with Eterna, the goal is right now we're looking at a 500 hectare, 1200 acre property, which is about 10 minutes away from Alegria. And the goal is to, to create an ecoversity campus and a high school, the Earth Leadership High School, and um, and we're working with this some great friends that have, that do this incredible gap year program that want to create a campus. And then the idea is we're going to have all these separate you know pods like a media pod and uh, you know the tech and innovation pod, and um, and also have an event space and then also have several Alegria neighbor like Alegria like neighborhoods while having hundreds of hectares of reforestation and food forest. And it feels like it feels like it's really what the earth needs. It's just macro examples that are replicable. And many years ago, I had a vision called 1001, redesigning the earth, 1001 hectares at a time. 
with the goal of creating a replicable model that we could, you know, we could do in Sri Lanka or we could do it in Peru or we can do it in Missouri or we can do it in Austria, you know, and it feels like Costa Rica is so right to be, you know, our first kind of, you know, testing grounds to do this on a macro scale. You know, there's so many nonprofits trying to protect the rainforest and, you know, regenerative food systems and education. And I just feel like we can create a model that, that kind of does, that really touches all of those, those bases. Yeah. That's such a beautiful vision and, and such an exciting thing for uh, us to be engaging with and, and, and participating in as all of this scales up. Let me uh, remind our audience, this is the why on earth community podcast. And I'm your host, Aaron William Perry. Today, we're visiting with Stephen Brooks, the co-founder of Ecoversity and leader of many other projects. I'd like to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors who make our podcast series possible. This includes Earth Coast Productions, the Lidge Family Foundation, Alpine Botanicals, Purium, Earth Hero, Liquid Trainer, Vera Herbals, Growing Spaces, Soil Works, Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa, Earth Water Press, Dr. Bronner's, and of course, uh, many of the folks who are engaged in our uh, monthly giving program at the Why on Earth community. And if you're uh, part of the Why on Earth community and haven't yet joined the giving program, you can go to whyonearth.org support uh, to sign up and contribute any amount uh, per month that works well for you. As I mentioned earlier, you can uh, sign up for the upcoming permaculture design certification course uh, by going to ecoversity.org and use the code Y on Earth to get a 5% discount, uh, or just click on the uh, special link we've included in the show notes, and that'll take you right where you need to go. Uh, you can get additional information at puntamona.org, allegriavillage.com, and envisionfestival.com to find more about Stephen's work. And uh, you can find him on Facebook and YouTube as well as uh, Instagram. And we'll include those links in the show notes as well. So a uh, huge thanks to all of our uh, sponsors and uh, uh, a, a shout out to everybody who's already part of the work that we're doing. Um, and uh, really excited to think that many more in our community are gonna get connected with Ecoversity and participate in the upcoming permaculture course. So, Stephen, I know you logged off there for a quick second. Well, the power the power went off here. Is that what happened? And it, the timing was hilarious. It actually flowed just fine because it allowed me to thank our sponsors and monthly supporters. So uh, here we are back back talking with Stephen. And, um, you know, I'm curious, uh, knowing that you guys launched Ecoversity just as uh, COVID was starting to hit the global scene. What, from your perspective, has been uh, the impacts that you're seeing, you know, good or bad or whatever, uh, coming from COVID as it relates to the regenerative movement and the permaculture work you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I just think, I think that COVID just put, got people questioning everything, you know, questioning everything, their food, their, just everything. Like, how can we you know, really just, you know, people are, first of all, trying to get healthy, you know, it's like all of a sudden people are really on this, you know, incredible kick to get healthy. And, uh, 
sorry, I'm just trying to plug my phone in. So because now I'm going my internet through my phone. Oh yeah. Right there. Um, thanks. I hope this is the good one. Yeah. You know what I want to do, Aaron? I want to start a company that makes cords for charging cell phones that actually work for like many months. Yeah. That's like a month. Okay. Yeah, there's a little too much uh, designed obsolescence, it seems, or oh. not enough, not enough uh, resilience and, and robustness in the designs. It's terrible. So yeah, I think COVID really got people questioning things and and uh and yeah it's it's been uh it's been it's you know and also people were locked in their homes you know so yeah. this was happening you know the zach efron show came right out like while you know the elections were going on and the u.s was in a mess you know the COVID had just happened so everybody was locked in their houses and all of a sudden they watched this show that showed that a whole other way is possible you know so i think i think it was just in, really an interesting timing. And, uh, and I just think it's an idea that whose time has come. Yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. Feels like the world is ready for something better. You know, I also think, you know, for so long, people were able to uh, hide the truth so much, hide the truth of the unfair labor practices and the environmental destruction that was going now. Now every single worker has a video camera on their cell phone. So you can't hide things anymore. You can't get away with making your clothes in sweatshops where people are, are totally mistreated or you can't, you know, cut the tops of mountains off anymore to extract coal because, you know, it's like everybody knows now it was easy to hide things before. It's not easy any longer. Yep. No, it's a really, really great point in this age of emerging transparency. You know, there's so much uh, good work being done in the regenerative agriculture movement and uh, social justice movement for sure. And I love what you guys are doing to support uh, folks from the BIPOC community, the Black, Indigenous, and People of Color community by offering scholarships as uh, the rest of us are able to sign up for courses. I'm, I'm curious, what does the demographic breakdown look like across your student body with all these different geographic regions represented? Um, it's, it's definitely more fem female. Fat yeah. women are more, they care more about the earth. Yeah, interesting. So, and it's always been that way. At Punta Mona, like most of our workshops have always been mostly women. Mm. Um, and then I would, it's it's really incredible just the amount of countries, you know, that are, that I, I'm shocked. Mexico, I would say, you know, I was looking the other day in my, my Instagram statistics. I never really spent much time in there, but I looked at it and Mexico City is the city that I have the most followers in. Wow. Like, what? Huh. Yeah. And then, and then New York and then, um, and then uh, Bogota and then Los Angeles and then Santiago, Chile, which I oh. found so interesting, you know, and, and yeah, you know, I, I think Ecoverse, I mean, the, I, I think the Zac Efron show, it was the number one show globally for 11 days. So it, it, it like, our reach just spread so far and wide because of that, because like people all over the world, basically people that cared about the planet all over the world, you know, got tapped into what we were doing. That's so great. So exciting. Well, look, Stephen, I know you've got a, a very busy schedule today and I'm really glad we were able to connect before we uh, part ways for now. I want to just open the floor. If there's anything else you'd like to say to the Why on Earth community in general about what you're up to or about what they might be able to do themselves. I'd love to hear that. 
Yeah. I mean, I would just, just recommend everybody to question everything. Like don't just accept, you know, this word endure, don't endorse things that aren't working for you. Don't keep jobs that you're not happy with. If your work isn't radically improving the world, reconsider, surround yourself with people that are like you. You know, the thing is, is like probably the people that are listening to this podcast are people that are probably on, you know, on this train already, you know, find others that are also on this train and think big because it's hard to do anything great alone. Surround yourself with other people that are also really ready to make that jump. It's scary to try to make it alone, but if you're surrounded by a community and don't try to build your community just of your best friends, find people with skills, varied skills. It's crucial. Make sure you have a plumber. Make sure you have great builders. Make sure you have great marketers. Make sure you have great accountants. Make sure you have the whole team to pull off your vision, you know, because if, if you have this monocultured community, you're going to definitely, you know, be missing out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and come take one of our courses, come down to Costa Rica, come join Eterna. It's happening. It's underway. It's so exciting. And, uh, and yeah, thank you all for also Aaron for your support and, you know, the back end of, of making this whole thing a reality. I'm super grateful. Right on Steven. It's, it's really fun collaborating with you, man. And, uh, great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. Thanks sweet Aaron. The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code YONEARTH, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.